Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamora and Raphael Tamora. Oh, well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is for awakening souls, developing intuition, and fulfilling purpose. Well, how many of you would like to have a more fulfilling relationship? That's our topic of exploration today on our 33rd episode as we look at just how to have a spiritual relationship. After all, if we don't have spirit in the relationship, any kind of relationship that is, but especially the closest ones, we can't really have a fulfilling one. Why is that? Because spirit is the life of the relationship. It's no accident that the word for spirit and breath are the same in some languages, especially the older ones. Without spirit, there is no life, period. And you are that spirit. When you, the spirit, incarnates into the body, you literally breathe life into and animate the body. When you're done with your incarnation, you depart from your body and your body ceases to breathe and live, but you continue on. If you're listening to our show today, you intuitively know already the key ingredient in any relationship you have that makes it more fulfilling is the awareness, validation, and appreciation of the spirit that you and your partner both are. The more you begin to realize that you are indeed spirit, not the body and personality, the more you begin to appreciate and can validate that the other person is also that same eternal spirit. Then you can communicate as the spirit that you are to the spirit that the other person is. That is the beginning of true intimacy that everyone consciously or unconsciously seeks in every relationship, even in a business or professional relationship, unless somebody's hiding something. True intimacy isn't about how close two people can get physically. In fact, without intimacy or spirit-to-spirit communication, merely being physically squished together would be quite unpleasant. Many people often feel in their various relationships with others that they are not really being seen and heard. Have you ever had that experience, even with a family member? What is that experience we've all had at one time or another with others that were not being seen or heard? When you experience that, you're seeking validation of the spirit that you are rather than being dismissed or ignored. At times, you may feel like the other person is talking in your general direction, but isn't talking to or with you. You might wonder, who is this person relating to? In such an instance, this is not spirit-to-spirit validation or communication. The talk is completely intellectual, or the person is talking to some image he or she has about you and talking to that image in his or her head. 
I have a great example of this is uh, at my father's, after my father's funeral, and I was well into my 40s when that happened, I went to see my mother on a one-to-one basis after everything settled down. And she started relating to me as the 17-year-old that I used to be because I had Mm -hmm. lived away from her for so long. I actually moved away when I was 18. But I could see she was talking to me as a teenager, and finally, she, she caught herself and looked at me and went, who are you really? <laughs> that was, That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So that was very perceptive on her part. A lot of people don't get that. Yeah, but a lot of people do that, especially like parents and, you know, when their, quote, adult children go, quote, home where they grew up, they walk in the door and they're being talked to like a 12-year-old or 17-year-old or whatever. Or even an 8-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> or a baby. Yes. Well, at other times, you may have had the experience of being just a body to the other person or just an age of the body, as we were just talking about. In such a case, you don't experience that you are, that the real inner you doesn't matter and is being ignored even if the other person thinks he or she is talking to you. Sometimes a person could be interested in what you do or how you look or how successful you are, that you are wealthy, or even that you are sick, but isn't interested in who you really are. Remember, always, you are a spiritual being. That means you are. Is the person interested that you are? Are you interested that the other person is? That the other person is a spiritual being first as well. Have you noticed that when you're with certain people, you immediately relax, feel welcome to just be as you are, whereas with others, you may become anxious or uncomfortable and feel as if you can't just be yourself. The difference is in how much you can be the spiritual being that you are in that particular relationship. Ultimately, that means how much you are willing to let yourself be as you are in relationship to that person. On the other hand, you might get nervous when you're having a job interview because you want to impress the interviewer and show your best side. The more the interviewer actually sees and hear you as a spiritual being that you are, the more you would begin to relax in relationship to him or her. If, however, the person interviewing interviewing you is full of judgment and not able to see you as you, no matter how you look at the moment outwardly, you'd probably become more nervous and find it hard to just be your usual self. That's another example of whether even a brief relating with the person has space and permission for spirit or not. So the secret Drum rolls. <laughs> the secret to having uh, fulfilling relationships with anyone is really simple. The more you can have validation of spirit in that relationship and real spirit to spirit recognition and communication, the more fulfilling you experience that relationship to be. Of course, It's simple, but not necessarily so easy to put it into practical daily application with everyone you meet. It took me many years in the earlier part of this life 
to just come to this realization and then some more years before spirit-to-spirit communication and relating became firmly established in my day-to-day life. Like learning anything truly worthwhile and powerful, it takes a lot of daily, regular, and consistent practice to make every one of your relationships into a truly spiritual one. One that is a relationship between two spiritual beings. In many cases, if you're the one practicing this in each of your relationships, you might find that many of your partners in the various relationships aren't really necessarily going to jump on board with you in doing the same. So at first, especially, uh, you might not have a reciprocation because so few people know what a spiritual or spirit-to-spirit relationship is or how to have one. And second, many people are terrified of having such an intimate relationship. Just like Raphael made a comment earlier that, oh yeah, sometimes a person who's hiding something doesn't want to be intimate, doesn't want you to really see and know where he or she is. Because they believe that whatever they're hiding or whatever they're harboring that they don't want anybody to know about is the true them. But it's not. No, the true, the real self goes far deeper than that. But a lot of people believe that what they think of themselves, you know, I'm so stupid, or I'm ugly, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy of being with this person, and things like that. That's not who you are. That's just some thoughts you have that you adopted. But, you know, when Raphael was talking about true intimacy not being a physical body thing at all, well, in fact, many people use having sex to avoid intimacy, which at first might sound like an oxymoron. Well, how, how much closer and intimate can you get with another human being? But then some people make, if they're trying to avoid that real spirit-to-spirit intimacy, they, they make it make sex about two bodies getting as close as they can get physically. But at most and at best, they derive temporary pleasure, but not true intimacy. Without spirit validation, there isn't lasting intimacy or fulfillment in a relationship. On the flip side, you can have an incredibly intimate and joyful, productive, and fulfilling relationship without sex or even bodily closeness or proximity. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. You can even have such a relationship over long physical distance and time. You may have such a relationship in which you're really good friends in spirit that even if you only see each other, say, once every few years, I have friends like that, where we're both working, you know, we're, we're both 
uh, spiritual teachers and, and we're putting everything in our life to be out there and communicate with everybody. So we don't get to see one another very frequently. But when we do, or even get on the phone once in a long while and talk, it's like there's been no time in between. It's not like the last time I saw this person was two years ago. No, it's like yesterday. And we just right where you dropped off. Yeah, we just start communicating just as if we were last talking yesterday. So that's that eternity of spirit. When your relationship is spiritual, spirit to spirit, that's what you experience is there's no time in between. It's just like, yeah, we're really good friends, but we don't have to be physically together all the time or physically and verbally talk all the time. So once you start to experience more of a spirit-to-spirit relationship with someone, you'll begin to recognize that this isn't your first time together. It's been an ongoing relationship as souls over the course of lifetimes. Then you begin to realize that you've been partners as friends, as lovers, as husband and wife, as siblings, as parent and child, as business partners, and or as teacher and student, or in some other form. It's extremely rare in this day and age that you'll end up with any kind of longer-term important relationship with another soul. You haven't already been having an ongoing long long-term relationship with. And that's why sometimes when you meet a so-called stranger upon the first contact, hi, and whoa, don't I know you from somewhere? (laughs) And that's not a pickup line. (laughs) That happened to me one time when I was in my 20s and I was working in a grocery store and I was walking uh, from one place to another and I passed a woman who was a customer and at the moment we both lit up when we saw each other and we both said hello and then we noticed that we actually didn't know each other physically it was such a profound experience for both of us and we were both a little embarrassed at afterwards and went on our way but I never forgot that otherwise I wouldn't be talking about it 40 years (laughs) later (laughs) yeah and and then when you have When spirit-to-spirit relationships become normal and regular for you, this happens all the time. Just the other day, during a seminar, and I'm talking to these several people in Chicago, and, and I'm talking to them because I know them. I've been with them. They come to my classes in nighttime, out of the body, in spirit, all the time. And one of them looks at me and says, well, I'm so glad this is the first time I've ever met you. I said, oh, you mean in person? And she goes, yes, in person. I said, oh, well, you know, I I know you, you know me. And she goes, yeah, I mean, I've heard about you, but, but from the moment I heard about you, I felt like I knew you already. And I said, yeah, we've been friends for a long time. So, even a person who, she was a beginner, and even a person who's beginning on this, learning this consciously, once you give them the validation, hey, 
we we know each other. <laughs> We've been friends for a long time, many many incarnations, and I've never had anybody call. No, I don't think so. No, they've always said, yeah, I, that's what it feels like. I don't know much about that, maybe, but but that's what it feels like. I wanted to mention too. <clears throat> Michael was talking about that relationship uh, set or sets of relationships that you have with people that you don't touch in with very often. But then when you do, it's like you just talked yesterday. I have several of my uh, eight siblings are like that with me. In fact, they all are in a way, but certain ones, I won't perhaps even talk to them for five or six years because we live on opposite ends of the country. And yet when we pick up, it's just like, okay, here we are. And we just continue on. Yeah, because what's the real purpose of having a relationship with anyone? It's pretty simple, but not so easy to fulfill. Every relationship, no matter how important or not we might think it is, is for us to learn from. And what we're here to learn from each relationship is more about who we truly are. And to be who we are in relationship to everyone else, that's why it never benefits you or anyone else to blame the other person in a relationship for anything. As long as we place blame on someone else, we won't realize who we are. Whether we feel it's a great relationship or a terrible one, we learn more and more about who we are from it. If we fail to do that in any relationship, we wasted that relationship and a golden opportunity. Our first break is coming up. So since it's coming up, we wanted to remind you that while Michael and I are in Burlington, Vermont, not this week, but next week, we will be participating in a special one-evening-only screening of PGS, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System. Our good friend and renowned filmmaker, Bill Bennett's extraordinary movie that's helping to transform people's lives. These special one-event screenings in select theaters are the only way you can see this film at this time. You can come to watch this amazing movie, but even more, you'll get a profound experience of community of souls, spirit to spirit, gathering together. Michael is featured in this movie, and he'll be there to conduct a special Q&A immediately following the screening. Get your tickets now before they're gone for this experience. For tickets in detail, including a trailer of the movie, go to... P, as in Paul, pgsthemovie.com and look for the Thursday, September 20th screening in Burlington, Vermont. If you've already seen the movie, I know that this one gets better with each viewing. When we return, we'll continue with how to have a spiritual relationship. Call us if you'd like to have us give you a quick Look at your next step in having a more spiritual relationship. 1-888-346-9141. See you in a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. 
Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Today we're looking at how you can have a spiritual relationship. We're so glad that you have chosen to join us today. Well, I'd like to ask Michael a question. Yes. What is one of the most important keys to fulfilling the purpose of each relationship? Ah, well, the first one that I think of, I mean, this is a daily practice for years and years, now going on probably 45 years. (laughs) Hey, I'm getting the hang of it, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I think this is particularly of importance to all healers and those who are interested in wanting to help others in the world in some way. And this is a thing that I notice very sensitive and giving people uh, have difficulties with because they so want to give. They so want to, to help somebody be better health-wise or, or happiness. Or save the world. Or save the world. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I go back to something Jesus taught 2,000 years ago, that we had to remove the log out of our own eye before attempting to take the sliver out of the other's eye. 
And I found that to be my constant practice and companion for years. Not only in every relationship, but especially in those where I'm in the role of the healer or teacher to another person. What does it mean to remove the log out of our own eye before we attempt to take the sliver out of the other person's eye? It's interesting that Jesus used the analogy of doing something with a person's eye. It points to what we're really looking at within our own mind when we think we're trying to help someone else. It's so easy, isn't it? It's so easy to see what's wrong with someone else. Isn't it obvious? <laughs> but we often fail to recognize that what is making us see that sliver in the other's eye or whatever we see as wrong with or in the other person. And we kind of naturally assume, well, of course, this is what's causing them a problem. This is what they're unhappy about. This is why they're suffering. And it seems obvious to us. But so, so we forget, yeah, in our desire to help the other person so much, especially if it's our friend or lover or partner or something, close family member, we so want them to be well. We so want them to be happy, out of pain, not suffering. So we fail to realize, wait a minute, is this thing that I'm seeing that's, quote, wrong with the other person or what's the problem with the other person? Is it really something I could jump in and try to change in them? No. I mean, I'm sure every single one of you listening today (laughs) has gone through that experience at least way more than one time. (laughs) You, You so wanted the other person to be happy. You try to make them happy. You try to change them. And not only they don't, it doesn't work. (laughs) Usually, if you persist, they get angrier, more upset. And if you don't get it and back off, they're going to really, you know, not want to be around you anymore. So what this thing about taking the sliver before you reach in to try to pull that sliver or what you see in the other person as their, quote, problem or what's wrong, you have to look within yourself, within your own mind, to see if you have that same image or that same judgment, that same problem in your own mind that's not in the forefront. It's kind of buried, usually. But when you look, for me, I always find it, right? And every time I find it within my own mind, I go, okay, there's the log in my own eye. And that's why that sliver in that other person's eye is bothering me so much. You know, a little itch is really bothering, bothersome. And when it's somebody else, and that's because you you have you know what that itch is and you want to get rid of it. You you don't want it and you're fighting it and all that stuff and you're scared. All of a sudden, you discover when you look for the log in your own eye first before you jump in to try to change somebody else. You find, oh, maybe the way they're handling it is way different than how you would handle the same thing. But underneath it all, 
they have the same judgment, you have the same judgment. You have the same fear underneath that judgment that the other person has that they're reacting differently to, which makes it seem different. You're not like them at all. But when you get to the same fear, that's the log in your eye. And sometimes in psychology, you'll find that someone who has, uh, if you're observing two people going through something like this, um, sometimes it's easier to see this in other people until you learn to look at it in yourself. But you'll see the person with the, with the log in their eye will actually project onto that other person their issue and make the other person's smaller issue, this liver, a big deal. And it's because they're not willing to look within themselves at where they're stuck. And it's quite a big game that goes on on this planet. All the time. All you have to do is, especially it's easy if it's two different people, not yourself involved, two different people arguing or, you know, having a disagreement and it's getting more and more heated. You get to see, oh, they're just like each other. <laughs> but if you were to point it out to them, saying, oh, you're arguing because you're just uh, trying to defend the same thing in yourselves. And they'll go, oh, no, no, no. You know, He's wrong, he's I'm wrong. right. <laughs> uh, I'm nothing like him. She's nothing like me, whatever. And, and uh, it's, it's like that. But when you really start to practice this and take a look within your own mind, you start to find it. And that's the secret. When you find it, whether you notice it as, oh, yeah, I'm just being as judgmental about their condition, about their problem, as they are about other things. And then you notice, oh, yeah, when you find that, that's a golden opportunity. It's for us to be able to let go, take out the log in our own mind in my own own eye, mind, mind's eye, inside. And when I do, oh, the first thing I always experience, I don't have to, I'm not compelled to make the other person better. I'm not compelled to try to fix the other person or save the other person. But it's not because I'm cold-shouldering, because I'm, you know, cruel and, and insensitive. No, it's because now, I can have real compassion. I, more than before, I love this person even before, bit more than before, because now I'm not invested. I don't need them. I don't depend on their reciprocation. I don't depend on them being there for me. I can fully be there for them. And in that space, I get to see how afraid this person is and that's why they're not changing that's why they're not that's why they're holding on to what they think is what they need to survive to hang in there to override you know i can't i can't go take a look at that fear because i got a job to do i got kids to raise i you know i have to uh, fulfill this commitment uh, or else i won't get paid whatever the case might be or or simply i'm embarrassed to be such a coward, such a victim. And I don't want my best friend to know. I don't want my partner to know that I, I'm not making it. I'm not handling it. So whatever the reason they think, it's never really true. And if you're the partner, if you're the friend, and you're seeing that, 
and you're able to let go of the log, the same stuff, the same fear, the same judgment, the same competition, resentment, whatever anger, jealousy you have. You let that go. Now you could be a, a real friend. You could be in the spiritual relationship with the other person, not an ego personality relationship of, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm this way, I, I like you because you're pretty, or I like you because you're strong. No, you get to experience, oh, there's this love between us. It's not me, you. No, we're starting to experience more and more the sameness, the oneness of spirit that we both are. And there's no, no difference. There's nothing to fight for. There's nothing to defend. It's we're the same. And as such, the one who's a little more aware is able to go, okay, when you're ready, if you like, I'm here for you. And when you, you don't even have to say that. When you take that log out of your own eye, that other person, maybe not instantly, but over a short period of time, that other person's going to experience the difference of where you are in relationship to them. And they're going to start to be able to trust you more. They're going to be able to be more open. Feel safe. Yes, absolutely. Because they feel safe, that you're safe. Ah, when you hold that log in your own eye, when you don't attend to that same pain, the same fear, the same judgment that you have within your own self as the other person you're trying to help before you try to jump in and help them, then they don't feel safe because you're just as scared of what they're going through as they are. So there's two frightened people. One trying to avoid it, and the one, well, both trying to avoid it, and one trying to help the other, but fails. It often makes for very difficult communication, that's for sure. Yeah, because when you're not safe, you're a threat, and the other person starts to defend themselves against your your threat. And one of the things I noticed is that a lot of times, um, and this took um, some waking up on my part to really get And some of you who are more starting out in life, I'd like you to be able to hear this part because it's really important. One of the things that will often happen if you're starting to really come within yourself and observe yourself how you are in relationships and relationship to others is that around one person, let's say your best friend or your favorite sister or something like that, you feel completely yourself and you feel like you can open up and you can talk about just about anything. And then around other people, and you don't feel that way. It's more like, I don't, I don't like myself when I'm around this person. Mm-hmm. In fact, in, in one experience I had, I might have mentioned this on another show, um, there was this fellow who used to come and fix my computer. And whenever he was within 15 feet of the door of my office and, and until he left, I could hear within myself, I hate myself, I hate myself. It was like a mantra going on over and over. And if I wasn't as aware as I was at the time, I would think 
that there was something completely wrong with me and that maybe I was not a very good person and that, you know, everybody thinks of themselves as I. So when you're in someone else's, within someone else's field and you're picking up on their thoughts about themselves, a lot of times you will pick up on oh, I just feel like, you know what, I feel terrible, <laughs> or I don't like myself, or, you know, I'm in a bad mood, and and then it becomes a matching energy thing, and then you don't really get to communicate on that higher spirit-to-spirit level, because even or- so-called ordinary people, like your garbage man and your postman or the, the person who helps you at the post office, or like this guy who came to our office to help with the computer. These are people that come and go out of your life that it's just little touch-ins. And um, if you don't understand your sensitivity, then, you know, if you start to feel bad around a person, you might start to judge them. So, you know, this thing about taking the log out of your own eye before you reach in for the perceived problem you see in the other person. In my training as a clairvoyant reader, this was possibly the single most important practice, and not only as a reader, but as a healer, that helped me to regularly, consistently free myself from illusions and untruths that I believed in in my own mind, even if it I believed in it in it unconsciously. You know, consciously I thought, oh, that's silly. But underneath, oh, when I really look deep within, there's all these beliefs that I didn't realize I had, but it's sitting there affecting my energy, affecting my consciousness, affecting my actions. So then when I release, each time I release it, I get so much more freedom to be as I truly am, as the spirit that I am, that I can now have a much more spiritual relationship, spirit-to-spirit relationship with even a person who is, say, an atheist and doesn't believe in spirit. Or even aggressive or mean or something like that. And this is so important for each of you who are obviously listening to this our show regularly because you want to be more aware spiritually, more psychic. Because the more aware you become, the more you're going to see problems. You're going to see more what's wrong with everybody and the world. And if you don't start to learn and practice releasing your own judgments and your own inner uh, hang-ups. And reactions. And reactions. Uh, you're not going to make it being too aware. <laughs> That's right. Well, we're coming up on our next break, and so I have some more announcements. We welcome you to join us in beautiful Burlington, Vermont, next weekend. Not this weekend, next weekend, September 22 and 23. Michael and I will give two all-day seminars. Saturdays is Joy is Within You, Free Your Imagination, and Live a Spirit-Inspired Life. And Sundays is You Are Psychic and Joyous Already, Know Your Purpose Intuitively, See your way clairvoyantly. Don't let the passing conditions in the world let you down. Come learn a supercharge to ch- come learn to supercharge your imagination, inspiration, and intuition to truly live a joyous life. Check our website, michaeltamore.com, for the events calendar for details. You can sign up through our web- website or just call our office. 
And as I talked about before, we have the special bonus PGS Intuition is Your Personal Guidance movie happening on September 20th, the Thursday before that event. When we come back, we will continue with how to have a spiritual relationship. See you in a couple minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron. Author, publisher, and life mentor broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back to our show. We're so happy you've chosen to join with us today. And by the way, it's about one of the hottest topics on the planet. How to have a spiritual relationship. Well, usually it's how to have a relationship, but we're taking this one step further to how to have a spiritual relationship. Because that's where happiness is. That's right. And um, we did want to remind you, this is a call-in show today. If you would like to ask a question about a relationship and nothing else, um, the number is to call into the radio station is one 888 346-9141, 346-9141, 
346-9141. We'd love to hear from you. Meanwhile, I wanted to go back to that experience that I was telling you about where the man came into the office and was having the um, mantra within himself, I hate myself, I hate myself. <laughs> and how I experienced it is, I hate myself, I hate myself. Because and, the thought includes I. I that's so no matter right. who hears it, it's they think it's I hate myself. Exactly. Even if a spiritual being comes around and they're thinking I something or other and you pick it up and you don't know it's another being, it's like another person. Yeah. You know, you experience it as I. So it was kind of interesting because I got a lot of validation, if you will, about this experience when I read Danny and Brinkley's book, Saved by the Light, where after his being hit by lightning experience and he was in the healing process, he would go and sit in parking lots and just listen to the thoughts of people going by. Yes. And one of the things he said was that was a very common thing for just people to have that mantra going on and on and on in them that says, I hate myself. So in having a spiritual relationship, I think it is very, very important to first have a spiritual relationship with yourself. Absolutely. Yes. Michael, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. I talk to myself all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's something else. Yes. But, you know, talking to yourself all the time, talking communication, that's what we're talking about, is communicating with yourself. Well, that is a big topic because when you say something about talking to yourself, uh, talking with yourself or talking to yourself, just like Raphael laughed, you know, oh, well, you need to see, <laughs> you need to commit yourself to a, uh insane asylum or something like that. And, oh, yeah, that guy's always talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> but the question is, who are you talking to? And why some people who seem very, very uh, unbalanced, you know, mentally, and they're talking to themselves, mumbling and jumbling. Well, if you really look on the clairvoyant level, they're not talking to themselves. They're talking to other beings or even sometimes other images in their mind. And they're having whole conversations, arguments with images and other beings and thinking that they're kind of talking to themselves. But there's also from that, there's also most people, you know, like Raphael's talking about, uh, Daniel perceiving all these people walking around in a public place and inside, if you can hear their their thoughts, they're staying common thought of, I hate myself or I don't like myself or I'm no good, I'm no good, I'm no good. or As Linda Ronstadt saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're no, no good. good. <laughs> well, that can happen too. <laughs> yeah, and that could be some people are angry at somebody else and they're going, you, you, whatever, 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 and fill in the blanks. And so it's like a, Raphael said, it's like a mantra repeated over and over and over in their own mind. And they don't realize those thoughts might not even be theirs. And that's why they can't solve them. Of course, when a person is feeling and thinking inside of themselves, I hate myself or I don't like myself or I'm worthless or I'm stupid or whatever, they don't like that. I mean, the part of the re- reason they're repeating it over and over is they're trying to solve it. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be stupid. I don't want to be ugly. I don't want to hate myself. But they can't, they don't know that this 
repeating thought in their mind. It's just a repeating thought. It's not anything. It's it's like a tape loop, you know. And it's the for <laughs> those of us in the older generation where we had tapes, <laughs> but now it'd be like a. Uh, 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 what do you call those? Those gifts that go over and over and over and over, yes. right? Uh, Two-second gifts that repeat the same thing over and over and over. And until you stop, click it off, you can't stop it from doing it because the gift, that's all it's, it does. It just is programmed to do the same loop over and over and over, visual or thought, music, whatever it is. And in the mind, the same thing happens. Everybody's got these gifts and emojis <laughs> that go over and over and over. Some of them are like Raphael said, I hate myself and and I I can't stand myself. I, or I, I'm ugly. Or I failed, I failed, I failed. Yes. You know, I'm a disappointment. Whatever. But when you recognize, oh, that's not true. That's not who I am. That's the relationship with myself is I'm able to discern, is this a gift or <laughs> in my mind, a hidden gift in my mind that just got stimulated, somebody turned it on, or is it, am I speaking truly with myself, the spirit that I am? And immediately, if it's repetitious, I know it's a gift. It's not true. It's not real. It's just a, a broken record and broken gift and so and these broken gifts get turned on it could be turned on by somebody else's energy what they say how they look what what they did whatever because you're so sensitive we're all so sensitive in the mind is very sensitive and so a little bit will precipitate it even if it until then it was dormant the gift starts dancing or spitting or, you know, throwing up or whatever. <laughs> and and you can't stop it until you realize it's just a gift. And what these gifts are is what most people call their ego. You know, people talk about when I first start to meditate, they talk about how noisy with chatter in, in their mind. And I think Raphael mentioned one time it's what somebody called their monkey brain. Or monkey mind. Monkey mind or, or mind chatter. Yeah, mind chatter. And everybody has that at first until you start to realize that's nothing but chatter. It's, it's not energy. you. It's just energy in the form of thoughts and feelings. And with the more the feelings, the more intense it gets. So you tend to believe it. You know, like it goes from a being a funny little cartoon gif that goes around and around that you know it's just a cartoon. But, oh, what if you get a very high-def, you know, high-resolution, very realistic image of a really good actor, you know, portraying this horrible scene, and it goes over and over and over in your mind? That's still a gif. It's no less of a cartoon than anything else, but it's so realistic. And you, and then on top of that, your gift has emotions in it. And, oh, and it says, I this and I that. I'm so stupid. I'm so much of a failure. And you think it's you, meaning I, but it's not. What would one do with that, Michael? So with a gift, what would you do? Delete it. And in your mind, the same thing. What you can do is 
Oh, just become neutral to the gift, to the image, the thought goes over and over, the feelings, and just imagine the image of a rose. Actually, you're creating kind of your own gift and your own emoji. This rose represents a different space. You're deciding to change what's going on and on in your mind. So you create an image out in front of you, and then you throw the gift, the, the thought, repeating thought, the energies, the, the criticism, you know, the emotion, and everything, judgments, everything that goes with it, and then, boom, explode it. That's all you need to do. Could you go over that again so people can hear that again? Yes. So you might want to just remind yourself, okay, give myself a deep breath. Ah, okay, I'm not involved and I hate myself so much. And then, okay. And this applies to I hate you. You know, if you're in a relationship with someone else and you're the one, you are wrong. You're the one who did it. You know, so when that person receives you this and you that, they're going to be putting that back onto you. You, because, because they're experiencing you, and so then it becomes a non-ending duel, and so Beginning then it doesn't matter if it's with yourself or with somebody else. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> it's the gift that counts, and then you just put it in the rose. Just give yourself a deep breath. Just let yourself be for a moment. That'll help you to become more neutral. And then, if you even have another moment, is imagine that grounding cord, that tree trunk, connecting your first chakra to the center of the earth that we talk about almost every show. Ah, now you're grounded a little bit. Great. Then, just be aware in the center of your head, and then just imagine that rose out in front of you and put the thought, I hate myself, or I hate you, or you're the one to blame, or you ruined everything, or whatever. I ruined everything. It doesn't matter. Put it in, and all the emotional charge that you're feeling, ah, that's the energy, or the sadness, or the fear, and just let it all go. The resentment. Let it all go into that rose. See it. Imagine it in your mind as energy flowing out of you into, into the mind, into the rose, and as you notice, you'll notice even a subtle change, okay? You still might be all pumped up, but you'll notice a change. It's easier to let it be. And then just let that rose be with all that stuff, and then explode it. See what happens, all right? And then once you do that, always finish up. You might have to do this a few times for you, depending on how much energy you had in it. Do it, you know, repeat it a few more times. But don't think of it as repeating because you failed. No, sometimes you need to do it a few times to get more of the energy out. And then once you do to a satisfactory level where you're calmed down enough, okay, then imagine a gold sun above your head and fill yourself up from head to toe to fingertips, everything. Completely fill your whole space up with this beautiful golden life force energy. All right, and then stretch. Come on out, release all the excess energies. All right. The final words I'd like to give before I make my final announcements is something our teacher taught us, that a relationship that's going to work is filled with communication, reality, and affinity. Communication is that spirit-to-spirit hello. 
reality is the truth of the matter after you take off all those gifts or pictures. That never changes. And the result is, even with some people you don't care for, you might find that affinity that is naturally there between people. Well, we're at the end of our show. If you've been waiting for our in-person seminar weekends in the eastern part of the U.S., join us in Burlington, Vermont, September 22 and 23, as I spoke about earlier. Check our website, michaeltamora.com, events calendar for details. Next Wednesday, we'll explore all aboard the astral plane. Wake up to a third of your life. Make sure to tell your friends about our show and share it on social media. And by the way, I forgot to say what our website is. It's Michael Tamura, T-A-M as in Mary, U-R-A dot com. And it's a great website. Come, come check us out. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.